At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. I have a feeling like this is going to be a very popular episode. As you probably saw with the title, we are talking 2023 business and marketing trends. And I went back to look, but this is the third trends episode that I have done. I think I did my first one in 2021. We did 2022, and now we are doing 2023. And as I was gathering data and information for this one specifically, I'm not going to lie. There is some stuff that I have been saying (laughs) for a few years now that we are seeing the shift happening when it's coming to marketing. So listen in. This is going to be a good one for you. And I hope that if some of these things you've heard me say before, this really just drives home and prioritizes you know, this in your marketing strategy moving forward. Before I jump into today's episode and we talk a little bit more about what's happening, I wanted to share with you that I just released a limited time quiz. This is a business roadmap quiz, and it is designed for you to receive your next three steps in business, where you should be focusing your time and energy as you build your business in the next year. I know because I've worked with so many entrepreneurs at this point that one of the hardest parts about building a business is just really understanding what to be working on and when. There's a lot of different elements to running a business that sometimes it can feel like, oh, we should be on social media and showing up and doing all this stuff, but then we don't have the foundation set. Or I should be investing in ads, but we haven't really even tested anything on an organic approach. So there's so many different things that really need to build off of the other, which is something that I teach inside of my programs, especially my program Roadmap to Freedom. It's designed where one thing just builds off of the next week by week inside of the program. And I wanted to make it really simple for you as we head into the new year to really get an idea of what's missing in your current business, where some gaps might be that we need to fill in order to see you know, results, and then what should you do after that. And so I designed this quiz and It's a, if you've ever designed a quiz, there's like all these different options on the back end. You know, you can tally at points or, you know, all these different options. But what we did is we created a logic branching, which basically means that you might answer a question and go on a completely different path than somebody else. So it's pretty intricate on the back end because I really wanted to get a better idea of where you were at and really identifying some of those key elements, some mile markers, you might say, on your road uh-huh, roadmap, um, some mile markers of you know where you could possibly be at this stage of your business, however long you've had it. And so this quiz is completely free for you to take. As soon as you take the quiz, you will receive your next three steps in business. Plus, I recorded a bonus video training, never before released, brand spanking new, but it's only available for a limited time. So you can go ahead and take the quiz by going to brandmary.com slash roadmap, B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y.com slash roadmap. Go ahead and take your quiz before it expires. Okay, now let's talk about 2023. Not that we weren't just talking about it because this roadmap quiz is designed to give you your next steps, but let's talk. There I go, hitting my microphone again. 
If you didn't see this, side note, if you didn't see this, I posted a reel about how I talk with my hands so much that it makes podcast recording incredibly difficult. So if you ever hear that noise, it is because I hit the freaking microphone. Okay. (laughs) Just so you know. All right. 2023. There are a lot of things shifting in the industry. And I think it's really important to just look at what has kind of happened the last few years. 2020, from a business standpoint, for a lot of businesses, not all businesses, don't get me wrong, but a lot of businesses, especially those in the consulting, coaching, um, uh, smaller online businesses specifically, started to do really well. A lot of these small businesses experience huge growth. I was one of those businesses. We doubled our revenue in 2020. And we've been able to sustain it and grow every year thereafter. But doubling your revenue, as I talked about in a recent episode, is huge. The fact that you can repeat what you did the year before and then double that, you know, and then add to that is absolutely insane. So we we do not take it lightly that that's really hard to do. But it's also important when you're planning, you know, future, you know, years and revenue goals in business to take note of what was kind of happening for consumers. And a big thing that happened obviously in 2020, although I feel like we don't even need to really talk about it, was the pandemic. Now, the pandemic was very, very, very difficult for a lot of families and a lot of workers. But one thing that it did provide a lot of people was A, some expendable income that maybe they wouldn't have had before had they been going into the stores, going to bars, going to restaurants, different things like that. As well as people really started to branch out and think about, hey, where can I get information and where can I buy products and services? And so everyone really started to turn online to purchase the smallest things which I think really got people going and saying like, oh my gosh, can I book this online? I can do yoga online? Holy moly. (laughs) Do I have to leave my house? (laughs) Luckily, we all are leaving our houses again. Um, But what it did is there were a lot of businesses, especially small businesses, that really exploded that year. Then in 2021, things started to – the momentum kept kind of going. And then this year, we there have been more more and more conversations, especially in the United States, um, in the news about, you know, um, a, a recession and being a little bit more frugal with our spending and different things like that, right? So these waves happen and they'll continue to happen. And so when we're thinking about our business and we're planning our business, it's important to take these things into consideration. Although, you know, you might not be someone that is super concerned with or thinking every moment of every day maybe about an upcoming recession, maybe you choose to take a different outlook, whatever that looks like for you, we still need to be aware that this is a message that our consumers are receiving. And so I think along with some of these marketing trends, we're also going to see a lot of shifts in the buying patterns with consumers. I think there's going to be a lot more of a demand for lower price type of offers leading into a bigger offer. And that's not to say that everyone needs to do this. You need to know your business and your ideal customer. If your ideal customer has a general, you know, income of over $100,000 and 
they typically invest in big packages and desire one-on-one, then yeah, offering a $37 ebook isn't going <laughs> to transform your business. You want to continue to know your ideal customer specifically. But for instance, for my business, we'll use my business as an example. I work with a lot of new entrepreneurs. That was one of the huge things that we saw in 2020. A lot of people who were wanting to start online businesses because the job market was so unpredictable in 2020. So a lot of people were wanting to start online businesses, which makes sense that they would discover me. My messaging is really tailored toward new and aspiring entrepreneurs, you know, in the first one to three years of business. And so it made sense. And so what we're really paying attention to now is how are people wanting to grow their business, keeping in mind things like, you know, um, uh, price, staying price conscious, maybe starting with something small rather than starting with something really, really big. Am I still going to offer my big programs and my one-on-one coaching? Yes, of course I am because there are people that that is absolutely perfect for and it's possible for them, right? But it's really important to take this into consideration. I'm not talking a bunch about pricing and consumer you know, trends when it comes to buying small products or big products or different things like that because those things really, really, really vary based on your ideal customer. And I think that's really important to note because you're going to hear a lot about marketing trends, business trends, and everything coming up. There are going to be a lot of people that are saying, only offer small products, only offer this, don't run ads, um, all your packages should be under this much money. And then you're going to hear from other people that are like, only launch $10,000 products, only charge this, you know? And it's like, running a business isn't like that. It's not a this or that situation. It always comes down to who is your ideal customer. The person who you're receiving advice from that's like totally one-sided might be might have a completely different ideal customer than you. And so I'm going to talk more about trends not specifically related to obviously consumer buying patterns because they vary so greatly between all of us, but rather what are we seeing on these different platforms and what are we seeing really working from a marketing perspective. But I really wanted to start the episode by talking about that because I think it's important and I think as marketers, as business owners, we really have to seek our own information, compare information, even this. I'm going to give you some marketing trends, but you're going to hear them from other people too. Like, I hope that you do your research. And and I want you to do the same as we approach this new year because I think there's going to be a lot of information on like what we should and should not be doing as marketers. Okay? That's my love note to you. All right. I've got seven trends, so I should probably get up in this episode. <laughs> We're going to be here for a very long time. So. The very first trend that I want to share with you that isn't a freaking trend at all because I've been talking about it since 2016, and it is that your brand fucking matters. Sorry, but it does. And I just wish that I could really look face-to-face to every single entrepreneur and just like make sure that they really, really understand how important your brand foundation is. This is something that we have seen consistently develop since 2020 specifically. It's brand awareness, brand loyalty that's always been a thing. It's always been a thing. It's why businesses succeed and other businesses don't. It always comes down to branding. But in 2020, we really saw a shift in consumers wanting to match with brands that 
they felt represented their values, that they felt like they could trust, that they felt like was authentic. I share a lot of statistics on at Brand Mary about the importance of authenticity. 86% of consumers want an authentic brand. An, they, they, an authentic brand. They've said that, you know? So like showing up and and being the face of your brand and building trust with your audience is incredibly important. Consistency is important in messaging. Consumers want to know that their brands that they are, you know, purchasing from are consistent, that they can trust them because we know that consistency breeds trust, right? So they want to know that they can trust them. And I think 77% of surveyed, right, <laughs> individuals said that consistency in messaging can ultimately make give them the decision to purchase or not purchase. Like these numbers really freaking matter. And every time I share these stats, it always comes back to the work that you do at a branding level. And so as we get into a, a year where people might be evaluating their purchase decisions a little bit more, your brand trust and the loyalty that you create with your followers, with your clients is so important because then when we are having to weigh options, especially if money is something that we're trying to weigh, we're going to gravitate toward the brand that is making us feel something that we have an emotional connection to, that we really believe is going to help us solve our problem. And we are willing to pay more for that, even if it's just a little bit. And so putting the emphasis on developing your brand in 2023, setting, laying that solid foundation, and really being conscious of how you show up in the world, how you're supporting your clients, the relationship that you're ultimately building with your free community and with your paying clients is so incredibly important. And as I've mentioned before, and there are so many branding resources on the Brand Mary blog, it is, it's insane at this point, but your brand foundation is really built on your niche, which is determined by your story. What are you an expert in? What are you, what is something, what is your strength that you can bring to the table? How can you specify that to ultimately solve a problem for your ideal customer? It also involves your ideal customer, their story. Who are they? Where, where are they coming from? You know, we talked about pricing in the beginning. Pricing comes from knowing your ideal customer so that you can price accordingly for the market. It's not just like, yep, everyone else is charging this, so I'm going to go ahead and charge that, you know? I have colleagues who their ideal customers are entrepreneurs who are making consistent 30 to 50K months, so their one-on-one -on -one packages are $30,000. That's not my ideal customer. And so if I came rolling out with a $30,000 one-on-one package, my ideal customer would be like, what the actual heck is going on? So your ideal customer plays such a vital role in the success of your business and is part of the branding process. We've got your messaging, which we've already talked about. You know, what are you saying? <laughs> what is the message behind your brand? Your signature offer, making sure that you have something to sell. This is part of the branding process. And then, of course, we have your authentic voice because we talked about how important authenticity is. So who are you? How are you going to show up in the world? What is the voice, the representation of your brand? And then, of course, the emotional element. So these are the foundational pieces of a brand. And I will say what I say every December. 
Get this stuff on lock before the new year. Start the new year with incredible momentum because you've taken the time to set a solid brand foundation. It doesn't have to take you weeks. It, it, well, it should take you at least two weeks, okay? It doesn't have to take you months. It doesn't have to take you six months. It doesn't have to take a year. It's always evolving. But take the time because your brand is going to matter more next year than it ever has before. We're just seeing this continuous growth and the importance of branding and brand loyalty among consumers. If you haven't already watched my free class, you can go to brandmary.com slash class. I have an entire class on branding and it'll break all those pieces down that I already talked about, share what you can do in order to build a better brand as we head into the new year. All right. But number one, I think every year is that your brand freaking matters. OMG, I finally made a physical planner. Truth be told, I created this planner years ago, but we have finally brought it all together and created this physical planner for you to help you in your business. When I first started my business, I was working a nine to five, had a new baby, and I was juggling all of the things while trying to get my business off the ground and running. And even as I continued to grow my business for a few years, it was as a solopreneur. And so I really had to have a clear plan of action and a roadmap for what I was focused on every single day so that I didn't have to waste time sitting in overwhelm or wondering what I was going to be working on. I started implementing the practices inside of the new 90-day Brand Mary Planner back in 2016 when I was juggling all the things similar to probably what you're doing right now as you work to grow your business. I spent a few years tweaking it until finally at the beginning of 2020, I felt like I had mastered the 90-day plan. That also just so happens to be the same year that I doubled my revenue, and I don't think that it was by chance. I really think it came down to having a really clear roadmap and intention on what I was going to be working on and what would yield the biggest results in my business. So we have created this beautiful planner for you. It is an 8 by 5 by 11 to serve as your key signature planner specifically for your business. It's not necessarily a place to jot down every single thing that you are doing in your life. We can save that all for our automated Google calendars, please. Those are on our phone. This is really for you to be intentional with the plans of your business. Now, of course, inside of the planner, there are tons of strategies because if you know me, you know, and it's so important in how you show up in your life how to plan. We talk about your business in general, how you plan your business around really important events in your life, and making sure that you're checking in with yourself on a regular basis. This planner covers all of the areas that I talk about when it comes to building a sustainable business. So if you feel like you set these really big intentions for the year, but then you don't have a clear roadmap and action plan for actually executing those pieces, this planner is for you. If you feel like you can really get overwhelmed with all of the different things that you could be doing in your business and don't actually take the time to map it all out and break it all down into bite-sized pieces, then this planner is definitely for you. If you feel like 
you are always running your business on full throttle, not taking time to actually check in with yourself or see how your business is feeling and make those adjustments regularly, then you guessed it. This planner is for you. This planner was really designed to help you build your sustainable business while making sure that your business doesn't take away from the beautiful life of freedom that you desire. You can head to brandmary.com slash planner to grab your planner today. Again, it's brandmary, B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y.com slash planner. You can also sign up for some additional resources that you get once you purchase the planner to help you improve your time management and productivity. I can't wait for you to get your hands on this and see how it supports you in building your sustainable business and life of freedom. So since we're already talking about trust, let's talk about number two, which is building an email list. Okay. Why is an email list so freaking important? Well, number one, as we have seen time and time again, social media isn't reliable. Not only can it go down unexpectedly, uh, on Halloween, actually, I woke up and my Instagram was like, you've been reported. Um, And I couldn't access my account. My husband was like, I can't even see your account. I can't see your stories. I can't see anything. And I was like, not really phased by it because uh, my business doesn't rely on Instagram. I like it. I use it. It's great and fun. But I know that my business would survive if Instagram went down tomorrow. But I was kind of like, OMG, like so unpredictable. It ended up being a glitch that they were able to resolve, but people lost thousands of followers. People couldn't get into their accounts. And I'm constantly reminded in those moments, like, what if I was in the middle of a launch and my entire launch was built off of my Instagram audience? Like, how screwed would you be? Really screwed. (laughs) So it's really important that you have some sort of community, some way of getting in touch with your audience, people who have said, yes, I would like to hear more from you off of these platforms. Not to mention we're constantly fighting with changes in the algorithm and all the updates and all the things that are, of course, outside of our control. And yes, as marketers, we we deal with that and we need to deal with that because these are resources. These are free resources we get to use. So yes, we need to adapt. We need to grow. But what if your entire business wasn't reliant on that? Like it would, it changes everything. I made my email list. I would say I've been growing my email list since the start of my business. I had a freebie like right out of the gate. I had like 10 email subscribers from that and I signed my first client. Like I've always seen the importance of email marketing. I also really love email marketing. I love writing emails to my audience. If you're on my email list, you've received them. I love it. It's one of my greatest activities that I do as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. But it really wasn't until 2019 when I closed my Facebook group that I put my emphasis on my email list. And we started to just see changes so quickly that I could promote something, not even put it on social media and still make awesome money. That I could, I've done launches where I was literally on vacation, pre-scheduled all of my emails. This was actually last November is the one I'm thinking of. Pre-scheduled all my emails. I was in Mexico with my husband and we had a $23,000 launch. And it was just my email. I didn't even talk about it on social media. So your email list is incredibly important. Now, the reason this ties in with trust is that these are people who have taken that step of saying, yes, I would like to hear from you, 
I like what you're about. You're you're giving me some sort of freebie or free gift or or resource that's solving a major problem that I have. So you're able to qualify them as an ideal customer really early on. You can also offer obviously low priced products. You know, and someone buys, they get on your email list, and so you have this pool of potential clients at your fingertips that you can download and essentially kind of take with you, and that's important. And the trust element of someone making that first initial step to give you their name and their email address is is the first step in ultimately buying from you, right? Because trust is so important when it comes to making a purchase decision. And coming back time and time again, one of the things I don't think we talk about a lot with email lists are recurring customers. Now, this is something that I'm really playing with, doing more conversations on in the new year, talking about repeat buyers, repeat customers, um, clients who come back and will invest in the same exact thing that they had before at a higher price. We see it all the time, all the time in Brand Mary. And one of the reasons I think it works so well is a lot of my past clients are still on my email list. And so even if they've purchased from me before, Maybe it was just a one-off product like my content planning blueprint, right? Maybe they were a client inside of my course you branded. Maybe they did, they were part of Brand Mary Academy years ago, whatever it is. They're still on my email list. I'm still building that trust. I'm still showing up for them. And we see that past clients are purchasing these these sales and these promotions when we ultimately launch them to my list. So it's also a fantastic way to just bring back past clients that for whatever reason, maybe they wanted to try something new, maybe they wanted to see what's out there, whatever it is, might come back. I actually had an email from um, someone who I'm having a conversation with coming on as a one-on-one client, a high-level one-on-one client. And they said in the email, they said, you know, after we worked together, I tried to work with two or three other people and it just did not work and I'm ready to come back. And if I wasn't showing up consistently in their inbox and being top of mind, you know, who's to say if they would have, you know, come back? Obviously, it was a great experience. That was a huge part of it, showing up for your clients. Number one, we talked about your brand matters. Your brand is also how you take care of people. And that is your clients. How do you take care of your clients? But your email list is such a great way to not only bring in new clients, bring in those potential, bring in those leads of people who are pre-qualified, who are already like, yes, I would love for you to come into my inbox. They've given you permission to do so. And also stay in contact with past clients as well. So if you don't already have an email list, I really encourage you to make this a top priority. Um, If I'm thinking of like a timeline for you, there I go again. If I'm thinking of a timeline for you, I would say focusing the rest of the year on making sure that your brand is solid, having that solid brand foundation, and then kicking off the new year and making sure that you have the pieces in place to grow your email list. Episode 60 on the podcast gave all of my email list building tips for you, um, email list 101. So if you're not familiar with building an email list, having a freebie, all those different things, definitely check that out because it's going to be a fantastic resource for you. Okay. Number three, and this is continuing with what we're talking about, but it's about taking an omni-channel approach. This is something I first talked about in my predictions for 2021, where I 
was really highlighting how easy it is to show up on multiple platforms. And the reason that it's easy is because of repurposing. This is something that my clients have coined me the repurposing queen. I swear I can take a piece of content and make it last forever. And in a recent episode, I actually shared with you my top tricks for um, repurposing content at the end of the year. So it's there's still plenty of time and these strategies obviously will still work um, even you know after the end of the year. But episode 61, since you're already going to go back and listen to episode 60, we'll talk you through a little bit more of this strategy. But the reason that repurposing is so important is because it allows us to show up on multiple channels. And an omni-channel approach means that you are putting your content out there on as many different platforms as possible. And not that you're creating bad content, right? Like that's not what repurposing is about or an omni-channel approach is even about as well. It's about still creating high quality content, but distributing it. It's all about mass distribution. And I hear a lot of people talk about how you should really only be on one platform and doing you know, one thing. And yes, in the beginning, you need to phase this out. If you try to create a piece of content you've never blogged before, you try to blog, get that on Instagram, email it, put it on Pinterest, optimize it for SEO, make a video for TikTok, and get on YouTube in a week, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen because you don't have the systems or even the practice in place to sustain, to sustain that. But the goal is to phase into that, to where, to getting to a place where you ultimately can take a very high-level omni-channel approach, similar to what I'm doing in my business and have been doing for years. And every year we're adding something new or we're elevating a specific platform. So my business right now, we have YouTube, we have podcasting, obviously, which is multiple platforms. We have our blog which is housed on the Brand Mary website, which of course ties in SEO. So then we technically have Google, right? We're cert- we can be found on Google. A lot of our content can be found on Google. We've got Pinterest. We've got Instagram. Technically, you could find me on Facebook, although I don't post there as often, eh, you know, and TikTok. I think those are my main ones. I'm like thinking about it now. Those are my main ones. I mean, they're, they are the main ones. <laughs> so like, I'm showing up at least once a week. We'll just say once a week, you know, on all of these platforms, more so on a lot of the social media platforms and especially Pinterest. Every day we're creating content for Pinterest. This allows me to get in front of my target market no matter where the heck they are. When I first started my business, there were a lot of conversations and the market was completely different in 2016. But there were a lot of conversations on like, just pick one platform that you know your audience is at and then just go all in. Well, it was really only Facebook and Instagram then, honestly. And so it was easy. You kind of just started with what you were familiar with. But now consumers have a lot of different platforms where they are taking in information. And even my ideal customer, I can't even say, oh, they're only on Instagram because a lot of my clients have been like, F social media. So they're on YouTube, maybe Pinterest, you know? So it's, it's really hard to know exactly where your ideal customer might be hanging out and spending all of their time. And so creating a system that allows you to show up on these different platforms without, of course, having you create a ton of new content is so important. This is why I think the mo- one of the most popular things that we teach inside of our programs is about content creation and repurposing. Because the systems that I have in place 
which you can use, right? And you just repeat them week after week after week, allow you to show up. And almost all the platforms that I shared with you are all organic. I do not run ads on Facebook and Instagram every day throughout the year. I do it periodically for a launch. And on Pinterest, we're spending a very little amount to just boost different blog posts that we know are going to do really well on the platform or that I want to do really well. Um, But we're talking sometimes $2 a day. And so almost all of these platforms that we're creating content, we're getting leads from, it's coming from organic reach. And that's why omni-channel is so important. We're going to see that this is incredibly, incredibly important um, as we go into this next year. And we're going to talk about video in a minute because we cannot talk about 2023 without talking about video. So stay tuned for that. All right. But having this omni-channel approach is just so important. So think about your systems. Think about how you can show up and um, distribute, mass distribute your content to these different platforms. And again, we teach this inside of our programs. Inside of my program, Roadmap to Freedom, we have an entire few weeks dedicated to content creation and repurposing your content. Okay. So our next topic is going to be search engine related. Now, as you can see, a lot of these are building off of the previous one, right? We talked about the importance of branding and how that's a fantastic way to build trust and will be necessary for brands moving forward. We talked about email list, which is one of the top platforms to communicate with your audience as a way to continue to nurture that relationship and build deeper trust that leads to the sale. We talked about having an omni-channel approach. So it's not just about email marketing because yes, email marketing is incredibly important, but that's really the step in brand attraction. We have a brand awareness phase where we have we have to get in front of our ideal customer so that they do join our email list. And this is where that omni-channel approach comes from. And now we're talking about number four, which is all about search engine. Being on a search engine, having your content live on a search engine is the secret to success. I'm just going to say it, okay? (laughs) It's the secret to success without the burnout. And the reason for that is search engine platforms, the content lives longer. Let me say it again. On search engine platforms, the content lives longer. And maybe you have felt this. You post on Instagram and a reel takes off and then you got to post again. You got to get something else out there. You need to be showing up consistently multiple times a week in order to stay relevant. Instagram is not a search engine platform. Yes, they are trying. Yes, they have incorporated things like topics. Yes, we've had hashtags forever, but it is just not designed to be a search engine platform. Same with Facebook. They played with hashtags. They did not work, okay? Now, traditionally, our search engine platforms were really limited to Google. That was kind of the main one, or Yahoo, whatever, any of those, but let's be honest, Google, right? That's where the majority of searches happen. Everyone is using Google. We've got YouTube, which of course is owned by Google. And that is a fantastic search engine. Everything is categorized by search on that platform. And then we have Pinterest. And Pinterest is a search engine, although I will say that it's becoming more and more um, 
it, the awareness around the search function on Pinterest is becoming, you know, top of mind for a lot of marketers over the last few years. It's always been a search engine, but because Pinterest is really wanting to turn into a shoppable platform. They have increased, they've like dialed up the search engine features. It used to be maybe like basic, but now it is, I mean, we've got long tail keywords, we've got short tail keywords, we've got SEO galore. They even give tips to business owners on how to rank in search. This is their whole direction because they want to become a shoppable platform. They want to become the place that you go to find things that you need you know, that you ultimately want to buy and will use the platform to do your shopping. And so we had Google, you know, forever, YouTube, obviously we've got Pinterest, and the most newest player on the scene has been TikTok because TikTok has become an incredible search platform. And I don't think a lot of people have realized this over the last year, really. The platform itself started off with, which what a lot of people, myself included, were like, okay, that's just a bunch of people dancing. And it is when you first get on there, right? Because it's going to highlight some of the most popular content, the stuff that goes viral, which is usually like stupid videos and people dancing. But the more that you get into the platform, the more that you tell the algorithm what you're looking for, the more that you type things into the search bar, the more custom your feed becomes. And so more and more people have been moving to TikTok as a way to curate what they see, you know, because even on Instagram, I will say that I'm constantly getting suggestions that I'm like, I don't want to see this. You can follow people, but you don't even see everything that they're obviously posting. On TikTok, you can switch over to your followers to see your followers. And then you also can scroll in the feed based on what they think that you will enjoy. But the craziest thing I think that has happened this year is that more people started searching on TikTok than Google. What? That's crazy. That's insane. Can we believe it? I couldn't when I read it the first time. But it's just showing us that, A, it's showing us that TikTok is a search platform. And B, it is showing us how important video is in delivering results for people. So get on a search engine platform. If you're taking an omni-channel approach, you can get on all of them. But at the very least, make sure that you are on at least one SEO-optimized platform so that you, A, can create content that lasts longer and is searchable for days, weeks, months, even years. And B, you can bring in higher quality leads because the people who are searching for the specific content that you're creating are then finding it. They're they're at a place where they're ready to solve a problem or make a purchase, whatever that might be, whatever it is you're delivering, they're ready for that. And so if you're showing up for them when they're searching for those specific things, they're going to be further along in the buying process, which is huge. Whereas platforms like Instagram or Facebook or some of the other, you know, social media platforms, your content's just landing in front of people and hoping that they're ready to invest or hoping that it's even the right ideal customer. And so in 2023, make sure you have a search engine platform that you are using for your marketing. All right. So I'm going to be back with a part two of this episode. Who knew I had so much to say about marketing trends? 
I probably should have. So tune in next week. I'm going to share with you the last three trends. I've got a lot to say about video marketing, so make sure you tune in next week for part two. We're going to talk a little bit more about 2023. But before you go, after you, you know, end this episode, make sure you head to brandmary.com slash roadmap, brandmary.com slash roadmap to take that business roadmap quiz. Answer a few questions and I will share with you your next three steps in business plus a bonus never before seen video series. But again, this is only available for a few weeks, so don't miss out on taking the quiz. All right, I'll be back next week with part two. Have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brand Mary podcast, and congrats on taking this time for your future self. If you want to continue to gather information and inspiration, plus check out the links from today's episode, be sure to visit brandmarypodcast.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y podcast.com. Tons of free resources and links from today's episode are available for you there. And in addition, I have free resources, blogs, and free gifts over at brandmary.com. You can connect with all of my amazing tools to help you build the life of your dreams. I'll be back next week with another episode, and I'll talk to you then. We love reviews over here on the podcast. I mean, who doesn't? If you can take a second to leave a review of the Brand Mary podcast over on iTunes, it would mean so much. And to reward you for your time and energy in doing so, I'd love to buy you your coffee, tea, or freaking muffin completely on me. Just after you leave a review, take a screenshot, head on over to Instagram and find me, Michelle Knight Co. Send me your DM and I will send you a gift card for Starbucks. It's like a win-win. Not only are you writing an amazing review, which allows us to get the podcast out to more people, you're getting a free beverage and we're connected on Instagram. And as always, if this episode spoke to you, please consider sharing it with just one person. It means a lot. All right. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in next week's episode.